What's up? What's up, people? You're listening to DJ Quest One. You're listening actually to The Drive, and I'm your host, DJ Quest One. And today uh, I am going to talk about my skateboarding days to the mall or to the outlets over here. And I went to Zoomies to buy a board. I haven't bought a deck in over 24 years, so kind of showing my age here. But fact of the matter is uh, I've been wanting another skateboard. I just haven't had time. And uh, this past weekend I went. I said, you know what, let me go shop. And, uh, you know, I still have my old deck from 24 years ago. I could probably still pop a, you know, a ollie or maybe I can't do it. Maybe a kickflip. I don't know. I would have to practice. But I think I bought a board a little bit too big than the one I used to have. I think I got an 812 instead of getting an 85. I think I should have got an 85, a little, little bit lighter. So when it comes to skateboards, uh, there's different sizes, as you would know, and also different weights and all kinds of stuff to do all different tricks or whatever. But, um, yeah, let me take you back to my, uh, this is not going to be a long podcast and, uh, um, as far as the interview with John Manuel, I know that I've been promising. Sorry for the, sorry for that, guys. I'm having some technical uh, issues with my program, but it will be resolved. Hopefully, Monday will be uh, will be on, and uh, we'll be able to to get this figured out. But um, let's get into it. So um, basically, um, you know, I was uh, what happened was um, at. So basically, I had um, always was intrigued. I used to have a Bruce Lee skateboard when I was a kid, and uh, and I used to watch that that movie, Gleaming the Cube, and I always was fascinated by them doing those tricks, and and you know, um, of course, Back to the Future, where he's like skating and he ollies over the whole car, you know, and I was like, man, that's awesome, but I never really knew like the whole like. There's a lot of there's a lot of science to it, and there's also a lot of balance when it comes to skateboarding. You know, you just don't get on and say, "Well, I'm going to do a, a 360 kickflip," and and bam, there it is. Uh, it's not like that. Or I could just get on a half pipe and I'm going to fly high. It doesn't work that way. You definitely have to have tremendous balance, and you have to have you have to make sure when you land a trick. Because if not, you bust your ass, and I bust my ass many a times when I was skating. So basically, in the 90s, um. They had the skateboards that were both, uh, they went up on both sides. You know, in the 80s, it was just the front side was flat and the back side would come up. But on the, um, in the 90s, they came up with a different, uh, a different board. Most of them were eight and a half to about eight inches and about 30, 32 inches long. But what happens was it, it that they made them different in the 90s. And, uh, of course, they're, they're the same now. And the crazy, there's the, the, the boards have always cost the same. They've never really gone up. There's always been about a hundred bucks, $120, you know, and, um, and, you know, I, I think that, um, that think that's, that, that speaks volumes as far as like, you know, wanting to get into a hobby, you know, and wanting to learn how to do a kickflip, you know, off a step, you know, or off a, off a curb. But it's, it's definitely, um, it's it's a culture that uh, a lot of people have made a living off. You know, you got to talk about Tony Alva, Tony Hawk, you know, Chris Nassoy, Steve Caballero, you know, the guys from Dogtown, and and you know, the whole the whole Ronnie Mullen, like these guys. I mean, these guys. That's what they do. And you know, Tony Hawk is the most popular one. You know, with um, Birdhouse, Birdhouse uh, boards, which he had uh, Andrew uh, Andrew Reynolds. So Andrew Reynolds is is one of one of my favorite skaters uh, back in the nineties. I even had a T-shirt, and I and funny story, guys. I had a uh, 
I had bought a t-shirt and they, they would have all these skater t-shirts and they were expensive back then. they were like 20 25 dollars so in the summer of uh, 95 right right going right right in going into freshman year I was working for a, a school uh, SAISD district and it was like a, a it was like a stay out of trouble type of program and you got paid for it so I would go to these classes and uh, I qualified and I would get paid to go to these to go to school basically like kind of like summer school but they would teach you different lessons and you know pretty much life lessons and what to do and it was it was funded I'm not sure the name of it but it I did it for two years in a row and I was getting and I was getting paid for it so you know with that money I saved up I went to Sears I went to the mall. And of course, that at that time it was a hot. No, I don't think it was hot topic. I think it was. Um, I don't remember the store. It was before hot topic, and they had all these skater gears, or all these skater gear. And uh, I think it was. I want to say now it wasn't Flipside. Anyways, I went and bought some shirts. You know, and I had the Andrew. I had Andrew Reynolds shirt, and uh, it got so. You know, we didn't have a dryer, and growing up, we just had a washer. And we would hang the clothes in the backyard. Well, that shirt ended up missing. And I looked for it all over my room and telling my mom. I remember telling my mom, Mom, have you seen this t-shirt? And she's like, no. I said, it had like, I remember the, I had like a little character in front and in the back it had Birdhouse. It was a green t-shirt. And I, and I, and I always have, it always, for some reason, when I buy something, and this happened to me like three or four times, and I wear it once. And I never wear it again after that, like, or once, once or twice. So I, you know, I, that shirt was still new. Mind you guys, it, it, it was the beginning of the school year. I was rocking that shirt. I rocked it the first week and that was it. Never could rock it again. And it, that's, the shirt was like 25 bucks, 24, you know, my hard earned money. And I want to buy some nice gear and I get to buying these skater shirts and they're freaking, um, it's stolen, right? Uh, same story goes with, I used to have these trans transformer shoes. I was probably, I don't know, seven or eight and used to catch the bus to go to Mexico, Mexico. And, um, we had, uh, for some reason I had two pair of shoes and I took those, they were new. I cried my ball. I cried my eyes out. I was going to say cry my balls off. <laughs> I cried myself to get these damn, uh, these shoes and of course, um, we couldn't afford them, and they were at, they were at Kmart. Rough times, you know. My parents didn't make a lot of money, and uh, my uncle actually bought me those shoes. And I kid you not, I must have wore those shoes about two. And they were the Velcro kind. They were blue, and they were the Transformer shoes. And they were, you know, you put the Velcro over it, and uh, they had the Transformer on the Velcro tape. You know when you. And it was like, I want to say it was uh, not not Megatron on the on the. It was like a red sticker. I want to say it was Ultra Magnus that that was on there. I wore those shoes like two or three times, and we left those shoes on the bus. I told my mom wear those shoes. I want to wear them, but by the time we got over there to go visit my grandparents. They were nowhere to be found. Well, the, they were left on the bus. Can you believe that crap? I only wore those shoes like two or three times. I'm so pissed. Two or three times, that was it. Man, they were still new. 
So going back to this, you know, it happens sometimes. Another time I had a nice gray shirt. I wore the shirt. I'm not kidding you. The first day I wore it, I'm walking and a bird just shits on it. Freaking shits on my shirt. And I just ruined it after that. I, you know, and, and I had to go back inside. I was going to work. I had to go back inside my apartment, find another shirt, you know, cause it was, it, you know, I'm not going to work with bird shit on my shirt, you know, and it was like a nice, it was like a nice material type of shirt. Never the same after that. I had to like, I don't know what I did. I donated it or something, but I never wore it again because it just, it just ruined it. And it's just, it was never the same after that. I don't know if it was the bird shit or I don't know, but they say bird shit's good luck, but I never wore that shirt. I maybe wore that shirt one again, maybe two times after that. I don't know. Well, I didn't wear it much. So I, you know, just stopped wearing it for some reason. That's another, that's another story. But going back to the Andrew Reynolds shirt. So we would hang up the clothes and, you know, on the line. And of course, when it dry, you get it out, whatever. And, um, Never found that shirt, but uh, that was one of my favorite skaters, and he was skating for Tony Hawk. So going back to uh, Tony Hawk, one of my favorite uh, was Jamie Thomas. I liked the way Jamie Thomas skated. Um, I liked Wee Man back in the days at Templeton. Um, who else was good back then? Um, we had, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to remember the skaters in the 90s. Um, the toy machine, uh, team was very good, you know, and, uh, you had several skaters that were, you know, that were popular back in the nineties and, you know, we would watch these, we, these videos and it was, uh, it was amazing because they would do these tricks and we would try to emulate these tricks. And, you know, I would go skate with my buddies, my next door, I actually got my next door neighbor skating. He, you know, he saw me with the skateboard. So let me tell you the story. I'm actually going to do a song about it. So basically, um, I had, um, one moment, let's see here. Okay, sorry, my phone was dying. Okay, so, um, I was a night skater, uh, so was, um, Eric Costin. I got to see him at the X Games when it was in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome, and I remember that day he was, he was landing every trick. He had a Laker, the, the Spurs had just defeated the Lakers in 2003, so they couldn't go for a four-peat. And um, he, I guess he did it out of spite. I'm not sure what his motive was, but he basically wore a Lakers gear, like a Lakers jersey. I think it was a Kobe Bryant jersey, and he was skating, and he won it all, and people were booing him. And I guess that probably motivated him even more. And I remember going with my daughter. My daughter must have been about eight or nine at the time, probably, you know, and uh, I bought this you know, popcorn, and I remember I had my, I had blue jingles, I still had, I would still rock the jingles, and, um, and basically, the popcorn, uh, butter, like, just pretty much soaked all the way to the bottom, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at him skate, and I'm like, and I wish I would have had, I wish I would have had a camera, that way I would have taken some pictures of him, but he was landing every trick, you know, and, um, Basically, I wait, you know, I, I get up and there's this big oil freaking stain in my damn pants. And this is embarrassing because it looks like a piss mark. And luckily, my daughter had a jacket and I was able to cover it. But she looked at what happened Dad? I said, uh, the butter. She starts laughing. She goes, it looks like you peed yourself. I was like, yeah, I know. Anyways, so going back to, to my skating days. uh, So basically what happened was. 
I, I went and I said, you know what? I'm going to see if I can buy a skateboard. And I probably had about 40 bucks and I was saving up and I didn't have, cause I wasn't working. It was during the, it was during the, um, school, during school. And I think I was, a I I want to say I was a freshman. Um, no, I was a freshman cause that's when I got the skateboard. So yeah, it was like that summer. So I went to the, I went to the mall and I said, I'm going to buy a skateboard, right? And I go and they're all like hundred bucks, like 120, 130. So I tell the guy, I'm like, Hey, is there anything under, you know, $50? He's like a deck. And I was just like, what? It's like, man, I can't. He's like a deck's like, he goes, you can get a deck for 30 to 40, 50. And I go, but he still, you need, you still need to get the wheels. You need to get everything else. And I was like, man, I don't want to get no cheap Kmart board, right? So then I like walked around. I was like, thanks, man. And uh, I was a little sneaky bastard back then. I didn't care. And so, like, basically, the guy left. It was, this was at Champs River Center. And uh, I looked at the, the board. And there was, like, a bunch of boards, like, by the door. So my thing was, like, well, shit, I can't afford it. I'm going to snag it, right? What do I got to lose? So I pretty much grabbed the board. There was, a, there was, any, there was like, four boards on the side of the, like, in the entrance. I grabbed it and walked out. <laughs> I don't, that board was probably, like, 100-something dollars. And, uh... Yeah, sure enough, I grabbed the board and left, and uh, I, I I went home, and uh, my mom asked me, like, where'd you get the board? And I'm like, oh, I borrowed it from Jacob, which was, I was lying, and I borrowed it from um, from my next-door neighbor, and uh, I'm skating in the front, and I'm just skating. I really don't know how to do any tricks or nothing, and, uh, you know, I start taking it to school, and people want to know, like, hey, you know, you skateboard, and I'm like, yeah, I skateboard a little bit. Let's see some tricks. And I'm like, I don't know any tricks. I, I just started. So I saw some guys doing some, like this one guy grabbed the board and he started doing an ollie. I was like, oh, that's dope. So I would go to the boxing gym because I was still kind of boxing at the time. And this guy that was that was boxing, he's like, let me see the board. And he does this big ass ollie. And I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, yeah, I used to skate. He goes, I used to do the, the ramps because he was like, he was older than us. He goes, I used to do the ramps. And I was like, oh, shit. He was telling a story that. He would, he would, that this one guy was get really high. Like he would, you know, he would come down and go up. And he said that he went up too high and he landed on the gate and fucked this shit up. I was like, oh man. Like he got really high and he fell on the gate and messed up his bones. And I mean, he said the guy was, the guy was banged up. I was like, oh my goodness. But imagine you're, you're flying high and you can't even stop because you I mean the gravity, you know, you, wherever you're landing, you can't. Turn by the time you're in the air and you land, you can't like say, "Okay, I'm not gonna land here." Like, you know, let me deviate my my flight coordinates and and go on the other side. You're literally wherever you're gonna land, you're gonna land. You can't just there's no way. Maybe dive somewhere else. I don't know. It depends because it happens in, so instantly that you know you know. And I never got into ramps. So so then, um, Ninja, shout out to Ninja. I did interview him, so I've known him forever. He introduced me to Manuel and Eddie, and they were scared. And so I went to go meet Eddie. Rest in peace, Eddie passed away uh, this year, and uh, we'll talk about that um, another time. But he uh, he was he was a good friend of mine when we were growing up. Anyway, so um, I went to go meet up with him, and they were doing like quick flips and ollies, and and and, and they were doing these tricks, and you know. Eddie was there and Man and Manuel was there and I still I'm still friends. 
and uh, they were doing tricks, and I was like, man, well, how do you do that? He's like, well, you know, this is how you do an ollie, and he was like, you gotta, like, pop the back and sweep your foot up, and, you know, and it makes you jump. I go, well, how do you do a kickflip? And he goes, well, you gotta do the same thing when you kick out, and then it flips. He goes, I'll teach you the simple tricks, and he taught me, like, how to do a uh, 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 what you call it, um, not a nollie, he, he taught me how to do a, a, not a pivot, was it a pivot? Um, I think of the trick, it was a simple trick that he taught me, and I was able to do it, it took me a while to do it, but I was able to do it, um, and then, of course, slowly and gradually, I started practicing outside in the front yard, and practicing on the street, and I bust my ass, and I get back up, and, um, and sure enough, uh, I started landing these tricks and uh, started skating with them. And then I, I, knew, I noticed other kids that on my neighborhood, like on the other side of the tracks, were uh, were skating as well. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, and we used to, and like, I mean, and I was talking to the kid when I would go by the, the skateboard this weekend at, at Zoomies. He was telling me, you know, I was telling him, dude, there's all these skate parks. He goes, yeah, we have a lot of skate parks. I was like, when I was growing up, there was no skates park. There was a warehouse in San Antonio. And we met when with Simon, uh, the one that he's dressed like a clown, and he would skateboard on different type of boards. Like he would make homemade boards. He went there. It was a warehouse by Splash Town, and it was like a ramps and stuff. I think they, of course, it shut down or whatever. But you know, nowadays they have skate parks everywhere, and and uh, you know, it's it's whole different ball. It's a whole different ballpark now, with a whole different game. But we used to go downtown. And skateboard and, and and you know get into trouble and smoke weed and and uh, the cops would fucking get pissed off at us the the gangsters didn't like us because you know we you know we we we, we would go out and skateboard but we weren't bothering anybody you know there the gangsters didn't like us because we were different and uh, we weren't we weren't being gangsters we were, we were being ourselves that's when I discovered tagging you know they would bomb up so like. Like, when they talk about hip-hop, I also include, I think skating would be hip-hop, too. It's also punk rock. A lot of punk rock. But it goes together because if you're a skater, you're eventually you're a writer. You know, you, you're going to tag shit up. And tagging is graffiti, which goes into hip-hop, which is, you know, DJing, b-boying, and emceeing. So, I, I really consider skateboarding to be kind of like the sixth element of hip-hop. You know, it's like the same thing. And, like, it's, it's it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a street sport you know what i mean the same thing with b-boying they're gonna have that in the olympics next year hopefully the olympics come you know we don't know yet with this whole covid deal but anyways i got to learn tricks and then i would get videos and i mean it was so much fun doing it back in the days you know you, you have no um you ain't got to worry about bills you know you go to school and it you know and it's you know try to stay out of trouble so, you know, I got to learn how to do kickflips and i got to learn how to do kickflip 180 i could never land a 360 I was able to ollie maybe four steps. I was never able to ollie like six, seven steps. I was able to ollie off of that. And I was able to, um, to you know, to do a, a ollie 180, a front side 180, back side 180. I was able to do 50-50 grinds. I could never do the, the lips, lip slides. I was Now, that's a lot of balance that you have to, like, once you jump on that, you, you got to make sure that you, you know what you're doing because... You gonna bust your ass, but at one point I was able to do a, I was able to ollie maybe about two feet. Maybe. I was able to ollie pretty high. I I got really good at ollieing the over stuff, 
I was never able to ollie over a big cone. A small cone, I was able to clear that. But it was a lot of fun. So I'm going to get back into it. But I'm not going to try any tricks. I'm going to maybe do ollie. I ain't going to try to do anything difficult. But uh, some of my friends would, would definitely do like 360 kickflips off of six steps. Backside 180 off of the, off of six steps. Man, that they were crazy. And Eddie, he broke his ankle like two or three times ollieing off of those like six steps. He said he cleared it one time, and sometimes he didn't clear it. But he would, he would, he was crazy fucker. He would, he would try shit. I mean, imagine breaking your ankle and you don't land right. Man, I, I was too scared to do. It. There was this, there was this uh, place. It was called the church. We used to call it the church. It's a mason lodge actually over there in downtown, and they have big plants because you can't. But we would skate there, and those steps, man, were like six steps. And these skaters would jump off of that shit. I could never. And there was like these three steps on top. I would ollie off of that. I would ollie off of that big ass shit over there. Ain't happening. But yeah. And, and it was a lot of fun. You know, Jacob, me and my, my neighbor, we would go out skating. And it was a lot of fun back in the days. And, uh, you know, you know, like Jamie Thomas from like I was, I was taught Danny Way. Like all these guys, like Ronnie Mullen. Like, you know, they these guys like paved the way, you know. And, and it's like. Back then, it wasn't like social media. Like now, anyone can be famous. You know, you can make a video and you just upload it and you can watch it. Like the kid, when I was uh, um, buying the board, he showed me some of his tricks. And he, the guy was actually pretty nice. You know, he he landed like he did like a, sli a lip slide. Then he did like a, 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 I think he did a kickflip off of like four steps and he landed it. I mean, that 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 was pretty amazing, you know. And we don't have any. So I showed him a video of me like... Like, not a video, a picture of me, like, like you know, in the air when I was ollieing and when I was going to school. And there's another picture of me doing a 180 kickflip over, like, two steps. And I landed it. And the guy has me, like, he has me where the board's kind of, like, you know, you can see, like, it's under my feet, but I'm going to land it. And I can't find that picture. Man. But anyways, um... Just my little my little skating stories. Um, I remember one time I had um, I had a marijuana belt buckle, right? And we were skating, and this cop comes up to me. He's like, "You smoke weed?" I'm like, "Sometimes." He goes, "Fucks up your nuts, man. Fucks up your nuts." I was like, "I don't know what he meant by that." So uh, I ended up leaving, and I was like, "The guy saying that," and then you know, most of my friends are like, "That guy doesn't know shit." And I never know what he meant by that, cause I was able to have a kid, <laughs> so I don't know what he meant about weed fucking up your nuts. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, yeah, you know that. Uh, I'll give you guys report on that, see how it goes. But I definitely want to get back into it. Just it's nice weather right now, you know. Definitely, I and mean, my daughter was saying I should get like knee pads and, and elbow pads and a helmet. I'm like, what? Like some of those guys, like Tony Hawk and them, wear it because they're. But man, they're jumping high. You're talking really high, man. Maybe I wear gloves. I saw this one skater recently wearing gloves, and that does make sense because when you fall, you scrape your, you scrape the shit out of your hand. About that, when we were young, like wearing gloves. But I think if you wear gloves, everyone look at you stupid. Like, why are you wearing gloves? But you think about it. If you fall down, you got protection. Cause when you fall and that shit on the damn pavement, that shit hurts. And I just knew street skate. I never got into the ramps. I never knew how to really get into it, you know, really do it. 
But I'm going to try the skate park. I'm going to maybe go this weekend. And I'll get catch report with you guys. See how the skate park goes. With my skateboard. Because I recently went. I went to the skate park about four years ago. But it wasn't my skateboard. And I wasn't really trying to land anything. In my, my daughter took a picture. I wasn't doing anything. This is me. I got to practice though. Practicing it. Practice makes perfect. But anyways, y'all, thanks for listening, and thanks for the, everyone listening all over across the nation, across the world. This podcast is going to keep going. As long as you guys keep listening, I'll keep on bringing you the stories. Peace out. Take care. This is DJ Quest One with The Drive.